Welcome, everybody, to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. Got a nice extended look at Bug there. Hope you enjoyed it. And that's if you're on Twitch or YouTube, by the way, because that's where we have the video version of this podcast. If you're on audio, you missed out on a great shot of the beautiful Bug's large, bog, bugdacious head. Bogdacious? That's a new word. I like it. <laughs> it's a combination of bug and bodacious. It was bugdacious. It's, it's it's the it's, best combination. It's special, there is. special to bug himself. Facts. <laughs> and I'm gonna sound extra goofy this week because uh, I'm on the road just for the week, though. So things will get back on to normal here eventually, hopefully. I don't know if it's possible for you to sound extra goofy. I mean, you sound pretty goofy all the time. This is this thank is you. Fair. Okay, yeah. all okay. right. I see so, how it is. <laughs> Thank you for the prolonged silence. It's a wonderful addition to the podcast. Wow, what a great start to the week. Sorry, I had to turn my TV off. I realized that I thought I had it angled right, and the game was on in the background, and I don't want the NFL to come find us. Yeah, me either. Uh, that's why I tell you to turn your TV off all the time. I just did. Hey, when I get back home, it's not a problem anymore. About to, have, I have one TV. I'm about to have a second TV. It's going to be glorious, okay? It will be in the future, but it's not right now, which means I can still yell at you. I had three weeks, man. <laughs> I need all about. three weeks. <laughs> well, we had a wonderful, wonderful weekend of college football that just happened. Ohio State was on a bye week, which means I got to fucking relax, which was great. <laughs> and also, Lou Holtz dropped us in his poll. So that's wonderful. Love to see it. Uh, uh, that 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 feels like... <laughs> Aggressive payback. Also, why is Lou Holt still voting on the poll? Uh, he's he has his own poll that nobody pays attention to except for right now. Oh, I didn't realize shit. it was his own. I thought he was voting on the AP, and we somehow got his votes. No, it's the uh, the sixteen that he votes in. All the, the all the is. AP volt votes are are public knowledge, though. You just have to know where yeah. to look. Uh, like on x.com where everybody posts that shit all the time. So, <laughs> so I guess let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, we have a whole bunch of games to be going through as we like to do. We pick every single ranked versus ranked matchup and we talk about every single rivalry matchup. And then we pick nine more games on top of that just for the hell of it. And then on review episodes, if you've been missing out on these, you, you might not be aware uh, we don't pick every game every week, but we still talk about a whole lot more than what we just picked because there's great culture ball all over the place, and sometimes we don't know where to look. I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of these games this week. We'll get into them, but I got lucky on because I thought I was on the wrong side of history on a few of them, and I ended up ended up on the right side, so it works out. We'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> lucky you. Uh huh. Uh huh. This is how we started the weekend. I was uh, one point behind there. We'll see if that holds. Was <laughs> what happens here? Uh, just so starting us off with the rank versus rank matchups. Of course, we do use the AP poll. Only have a couple of weeks left until the first college football playoff committee ranking, which I believe comes out like right about halloween this year which is kind of cool but the also 
the AP like, is starting to annoy me for not moving teams that win when they should definitely be moving down in the rankings. Yes, I understand you're coming off two national championship wins. Yes, I understand that you're on a 22-game win streak. Georgia, after this this weekend, needed to drop below one. I will stand by that. Bug, eventually, eventually you'll make, just come to the side of acceptance and say, hey, you're number one until you lose. Because I've made this argument before, like in years past. And frankly, it's just gotten to the point where it's like it's it's the losing argument. The prevailing idea is that you're number one until you lose. So that's where that's why we're going to keep seeing Georgia in the number one spot. So, so again, that aside, basically what I was saying is I'm excited for the college football rankings. But my argument to that is then why are you still dropping USC? Because the AP has done that because they weeks. they didn't they didn't win the national championship. <laughs> I. The, the national champion is the only one they were allowed to get away with this. This, look this Georgia team didn't win the national championship. But the University of Georgia did. The coaching staff I, did. Back and look at FSU in, what, 2000. We're not saying it's right, Tug. We're saying it's I know. what happens. And I know, it but will it, continue it, to happen. And it is it, irritating, but it, it's definitely what happens. I hate it. I, I hate it, that's, too. That's but. why, and I, I trust me, I've been right there with you guys, but that's why you just need to accept you are number I one if you win a national championship <laughs> until you lose. You, you know me, you know it's impossible impossible for me to accept things that are inherently incorrect. I must fix them. It's impossible even if for I have you no accept power anything that's even correct as long as you or, Yeah, I mean, you, you can't be a fan of the second best coach in Air Force football history. He's about to be the best coach in Air Force football history. So we he get is, it. We know. I will I will say this. He has done a lot better this year. Me watching the games. There's been a change. I like it, but we'll see. Well, every academy's passing now for some reason. It's like they kind of figured out, hey, maybe we need to do this passing thing every now and then to to break tendencies. Meanwhile, so- Auburn is reverting, passing less. It's wonderful to see. All right. So that was a long intro for us to then talk about Utah and Oregon State Friday Holy night. Shit. Yeah. Milk you see it? Milk the clock. Milk the clock. Yep. <laughs> talk about We all fucked this one up. Uh we're skunking this game. one early. Where's the skunk? Uh the skunk failed to show up for a very particular reason. Uh, and that is I don't feel like it's deserved because we got baited. We got baited so hard on so, this so game, th- and I think That's, I know yeah. where this. I think I know where this is going, and and this is going to be my stance on Utah for the rest of the year. In any close matchup with them, until Cam Rising plays, I am picking against Utah. I'm tired of playing this. Maybe he's back game, and then finding out thirty minutes before kickoff, like, hey, the dude hasn't even traveled, or he's traveled, but they didn't bring his pads. Like, exactly. I'm tired of getting hung out to dry by Utah. <laughs> this is the kind of shit that irritates me. But it has to be said, amazingly, somehow, in the past couple of years, Utah is the most successful team in the Pac-12. So, a lot of respect to him, a lot of props to him. Cam Rising not playing was a curveball for basically everyone, except for Kyle Whittingham himself. Uh, he's the only one who knew that was going to happen. I, I doubt Cam Rising himself knew he wasn't going to play at some points this week. So, oh. yeah, Oregon State did win, and they won the way 
that we've seen Oregon State be able to win the past couple of years, right? Running the ball very effectively, a very good pass defense. Everything else kind of falls into place in the Pac-12 if you can do those two things. So they couldn't put the run game together last week. They lost to Wazoo. They do put it together this week, and they keep the ball away from Utah. Very effective. Second week in a row, Oregon State's burned me. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) What a great start. (laughs) This was a little bit better, though. I I like the Jacks. Look, one thing came out of this weekend. uh, The state of South Dakota owns the state of North Dakota in football. Um, I think South Dakota this weekend went 2-0. Oh God! Am I back? That is a that is a great frame to pause on. Love that very much. Uh, could hear you though, which is nice. Yes, South Dakota is beating the state of North Dakota in football all across the board. Um, number twelve, North Dakota, probably won't drop too far. And we do have the new FCS stats perform top twenty-five, and they didn't drop all that far. Understandable. South Dakota State is just uh, in a league of their own so far this year. Absolute wagon. Next up, we have a game that we thought would be a lot better than it was. And surprisingly, was better when Kansas was worse. Uh, Texas absolutely stomped them. Yeah, but guess guess who didn't play this week? Cam Rising. (laughs) It's the same shit. And Jalen (laughs) Daniels. It's the same shit, so, different pot. I, I really want to look at the stats of Kansas's <laughs> record with and without Jalen Daniels over the past two years because it's kind of insane. Yeah. At some point, uh, you just got to start recruiting better. That's what I say. If one player affects the outcome of the game that much for you, just got to gotta put some more pieces around them. No, That'd 100%. Be ideal. Or you but know, we all did get a decent backup quarterback. We did all pick Texas, so I yeah. guess it worked out for us. But also, damn, Kansas looked bad. Forty to fourteen. <laughs> that, that's nothing new. Ranks. I mean, you say you say look at their their record with and without Jalen Daniels. Look at their win percentage with and without him over the past twenty years. I, it's same effect. It's right. the same. It's effect. worse. It's worse. It just shows that this program has been ass without Jalen Daniels there. Which may be a good reason why Lance Leopold is a leading candidate for the Michigan State job at the moment instead of staying with the Jayhawks. Uh, Next Uh, up in our ranked versus ranked matchups, Idaho at Eastern Washington on the blood turf. Idaho was able to pull this one out in a pretty tight one, 44-36. Kind of a shootout. Also, Eastern Washington uh, kind of ran out of gas, couldn't keep up all the way. It, it felt a lot closer than uh, I think even I expected. So, But we all came into this a little bit hesitant. There have been a lot of programs that have let me down over the past few weeks. Idaho has held strong for me, so I'm all for it. I'm ready. I'm here. Let's go Vandals. They are the new number three team in the country. I after deservedly this. so. And after North Dakota State losing. Next up, LSU at Ole Miss in the Magnolia Bowl. This is one uh, of those games I was talking about. 
Some school records. Some conference records. Some conference records, school records, all of the above, Magnolia Bowl records. Uh, this was a wild one. 55-49 ends up being your final score, Ole Miss on top. It was f- uh, 42-35 to 35 with six minutes left in the game. <laughs> it's just... LSU did decided to stop playing defense. So well, that's cool. Love I mean, that. It's the SEC. It just means less defense. Thanks for stealing my jokes. It's cool. You're welcome. Good job. Good. Ole Miss put up over 700 yards of offense in this one. Really disgusting. A lot of those went to Quinshawn Judkins and Trey Harris. One of those I have highlighted in my prospect preview series. Getting Trey Harris back was absolutely massive. He's been limited, if not out, the past couple weeks since Tulane. Um, Yeah, absolutely massive to get him back. Absolutely. And it does hurt the narrative of Brian Kelly not being able to win the close matchups. Uh, I know that's something you said last time. I didn't buy it. And here we are. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Dude, that. No, that that sums it up. Uh, I don't trust yeah. Brian Kelly as a coach. Uh, this looks like the standard Brian Kelly. And congrats, a team that came into the season with college football playoff aspirations for some reason uh, now no longer has them, and it's week five. You know what is even grosser though is that they are still ranked in the AP top twenty-five poll. Gotta that hate is... the AP. Well, it's just it's just. More scoring, less defense. Yeah. Uh, You know what game had more defense than the entirety of the SEC uh, was this ACC battle, Notre Dame at Duke, in a phenomenally close game, 21-14. Notre Dame was able to pull out the one-score game in this one as opposed to what happened last week. Uh very, very close final minute play yet again. Sam Hartman comes out on top this time. Wow. Uh, what a finish to this one. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Notre Dame goes up 10 to nothing. Duke fights all the way back. And then Estime up the middle, just 30 yards, just a little 30 yard scamper, gets it done. All it takes. Wasn't that after Sam Hartman converted like a fourth and 16 on the ground too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pretty gross (laughs) for me because I picked. No, I I mean, while I like this slide, that, that was another great game. Duke is a much better program than people are assuming. Um, losing Riley Leonard at the end is going to hurt. Uh, He looked legit. I was starting to believe in him. I'm not believing the first round hype right away, but I'm definitely believing in him as a top tier college quarterback. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Early reports are he is not out for the rest of the season, but we'll probably miss a couple of weeks. Uh, Still brutal to see and definitely hurts Duke's chances going forward this season. I have no idea who their backup quarterback is. 
I don't know if Mike Elko knows who their backup quarterback is. The entire team has been riding on Riley Leonard so far. Open so, tryouts. Tough Here we one. Go. But also, Notre Dame getting a very close win and a pretty solid resume boost for the Fighting Irish. They play another ranked opponent next week. So they're not out of the playoff conversation at all Nope, with that loss to Ohio State. They're not, but you gotta. If you're looking at this kind of objectively, or maybe even as a Notre Dame fan, they've got. They're looking at this the entirety of their schedule, and they. I know they're worried about USC, even with some of the missteps that USC has been having lately. This is go. This is far from over for the Irish, but they still have a lot of work to do. This does not look like a team that can beat USC right now. I I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, mostly because Notre Dame's defense is significantly better than Colorado's. Now, I understand, I understand that USC has the best offense in the league. But if you're asking me if Notre Dame can keep up point for point with USC's offense, uh, yeah, I think they can. If I were USC, I'd be afraid of Notre Dame. I am on the side of that's going to be a great game, and I can't wait for it. And I'm not making a decision. Yeah, no, 100%. Yet. <laughs> uh, I know you'll like this next slide, Bug. This is, oh, I love it. This is your guy. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, I'm a big, big Netflix, big streaming guy. I've been a fan of Sam Hartman since he was on QB1 way back when. And that really was forever ago since this is his sixth year in college football. Uh, but this is the type of shit that makes me a fan of Sam Hartman. He goes out on the field. He does his thing. But he's pure class on and off the field. I don't know that he's necessarily an NFL talent. I think he's got potential to play at the next level, whether that's in one of the – in the NSFL, actually. I believe that's going to be the name we're going with in this USFL-XFL merger. We can talk about that at the end of the show if y'all like. Uh, but – I think he'll find a home somewhere playing professional ball, and I'm looking forward to it. He's going to make any team that he plays on better. Yeah, hanging out outside the blue tent after the game, waiting for Riley Leonard to come out. Very classy thing to do. Wish that Marcus Freeman were as classy as his quarterback. That's all I'm going to say there. Fuck Notre Dame. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wait. Did I add something on the end there after I said I was done talking? Oops. Had slipped. <laughs> Not you. You never do that. <laughs> was that a fuck Notre Dame that I heard? Oh, and they're not even. They're not even an Ohio State rival. I hate them so much for <laughs> no great reason. It's just fuck Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I serve up a transition for you on a platter, and you don't want to take it. I just don't because spit I hate in my them. face. Spit in my mouth next time, too. Jeez. Speaking of hate, <laughs> 100 Miles of Hate was on Thursday night. Uh, made for a much worse transition, but we got it done. That's what happened there. <laughs> this one was pretty well in hand while we were doing the podcast, and let's just say Western yeah. Kentucky did not let up here. No. 31-10, to 10, never in doubt as far as the uh, final outcome was concerned. Middle Tennessee looked like it might try to make things close. 21 to 10 after the third quarter, but Western Kentucky kept on coming. They, they thought about it. They decided they didn't want to. I'm glad you got that bug. I appreciate it. Uh, Southwest Classic. 
Arkansas at Texas A&M. Not really at Texas A&M. This was in uh, in Dallas, but close enough. Uh, Texas A&M does win this one 34-22. Arkansas did not look good at all. Uh, you know, Raheem we, Sanders we, was back, and he played decently well, but the rest of the offense was just awful. And that offensive line has been terrible. You know, that, that final drive against BYU – uh, both tackles went down, and it seemed like all the drive momentum stopped. They had to – fighting for every yard would be an understatement for what they had to do from there on out. And, of course, they ended up dropping that game to the Cougars. I I am very concerned for Arkansas this season to even make bowl eligibility if they can't get that offensive line figured out because it is atrocious. Yes. yes it no, is. It, it is, and – I finally went with Texas A&M this time because Arkansas burned me two weeks in a row with two close losses. Honestly, they were in this game a lot longer than they had any business being. Um, And they had a chance at the end. They just couldn't piece it together. And I don't believe in Texas A&M still, but I had to pick. Yeah, no, this is not a vote on Texas A&M. I cannot make that more clear. And AP actually agrees with us for once. They are not ranked, even though they are four and one in an SEC school. That is ridiculous, unheard of. <laughs> All the other ranking spots went to the Pac-12. Well, that's and, deserved. I love and LSU. Well, two loss LSU. You know. <laughs> yeah, we wasted a slot in two loss LSU. But it's two Next ranked up. losses, so it just means more. Emu at Simu. Central Michigan. It could be Central University, Michigan. Come. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Central Michigan does win this one 26 to 23 in an incredibly close close game. That is exactly what Maction ought to be. (laughs) So close. This stupid close game that nobody really deserved to win at the end there. Uh, Central Michigan ends up clawing it out. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, the the Eagles are having a pretty bad season after it looked like their big breakout turnaround last year. But the Chippewas do have this one in the bag by a three-point margin. And neither team looked good doing it. That's what the MAC is all about. Love it. <laughs> I've got some action for you later, too. Don't worry. Oh, we know. Speaking of teams that don't look good, we took the skunk on this one, Colgate at Cornell, after we talked all that shit about how Colgate's just never been a good team. That one, we deserved this one. We deserved this pretty pretty well. Two-possession game, too, at that. It's not even like – if this would have been the score – if this would have been the score – if the Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan game and this score were flipped, we could at least, you know, hold our heads high and be like, yeah, you know, bad team, bad team, but – Worst team got the upper hand on this one, whatever. <laughs> but I, I mean, we we shit we shit down Colgate's throat so hard, like we deserved all ten points straight to the face. Uh, yeah, and it was it was at Cornell too, like the road team, the team that we said was the worst team in the last like five years in FCS level. All this dog shit, just ridiculous. Um, I am on the fuck the Ivy League train after this game. <laughs> I I am always on that train. <laughs> I know. First time? Except for Harvard. Harvard's still good. Harvard's actually good this year. That's a stance that I will stick firmly to. 
Uh, Yale Cornell is, is not. not. Harvard will Yale win the not. little game. Uh, I don't know that anyone else in the Ivy League is good this year. Princeton might be. We'll see. Uh, Princeton, Princeton typically is. Well, good for the Ivy League and good compared to the rest of the FCS are two different measurements. Like True. Penn's probably going to be decent this year compared to the rest of the Ivy League, but does that really count? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, we have a lot more rivalry games to go here. Starting us off, Houston at Texas Tech. Uh, <laughs> as much as Bug and I shit on Texas Tech, and how they lost their starting quarterback and had no hope for the rest of the season. Uh, they played their best game. I like this. I mean, yeah. in fairness, we've also shit on Houston a lot too. So Houston, I mean, yeah. looked so bad. You yeah. know, all these all the teams that left the American and went to the Big Twelve. Not a single one of them has a win in Big Twelve right. conference play. It's terrific. Well, all four new additions Houston. to the Big Twelve are one and seven combined in conference play so far this year. The only win being BYU over Cincinnati. So it's not looking great for the new additions. Fuck them. Also, also the Hold two up. teams that are leaving, Oklahoma and Texas, are undefeated. And the only teams that are ranked out of the Big 12. Hold on. Bug, you left out one key point because you're right. Not a single win for these teams that came in from the American into the Big 12. One of them tried really hard and lost it in spectacular fashion. Your favorite team, we will UCF. Get there. We will get there. Uh, don't don't you worry. That is uh, absolutely a team that deserves to be ridiculed at a later point in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but now, for right now, next up is the Purdue Cannon. At Purdue, West Lafayette uh, actually stuck up for itself for once this season. Yeah, I I, I stopped believing in Purdue. It well, I, it, I lucked out because I stopped believing in Illinois last week, too. <laughs> and I just I flipped a coin, and I, I landed on the right side of history here. That's legitimately what happened. I'm very happy it. with this. Uh it's also 44 to 19 for no reason. Oh, dude. <laughs> Purdue had defense that showed up and played. The same offense been. that went out and scored. <laughs> wild. What a wild game. <laughs> oh, man. Next up, Georgia at Auburn in the Deep South's oldest rivalry. We, of course, all went with Georgia thinking that they were good. Uh, we forgot one thing. This is odd year Auburn. And they always give everyone fits. <laughs> so <laughs> this was a a very close game. Uh, I can give you an entire summary. Unranked Auburn is not a great look. Oh, did... I can give you guys an entire summary of Auburn's offensive play calling. Hey, let's go read option right. All right, hey, we're going to go read option left. They'll never see it coming. Okay, left again. We got this. And they did that for like the entire first half, the first three quarters, the entire way down the field. Right, and it worked, so I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. If it ain't no, broke, I'm, don't I'm fix just, it. It's amazing. 
It wasn't until also, they had Brock Bowers had like 150 yards. 120, uh, one of those were in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Brock Bowers will be the second pass catcher off the board in the NFL draft and probably not fall very far. That is wild that he's the Caleb best player Williams on this entire Brock team. Bowers number, Brock Bowers is Bowers the number, number one two. team in the country. That's, that's what we learned. <laughs> At least the number one offense. Well, true. No. Uh, the top three defenses this year, actually, so far, are all in the Big Ten East. So that's shocking. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought it was the SEC. I thought they had the best defenses. I've been lied to. No, it just means less defense. It, just, it just means more, more yardage. <laughs> just means 700 yards for Ole Miss. <laughs> Next up, the first leg of the Sergeant York Trophy, Tennessee State at UT Martin. Uh, Tennessee State really tried. Give them props for trying here. Good for That's, them. They really put in an effort. Uh, couldn't hold up the entirety of the game. But they sure did play a football game here. That's what happened. <laughs> they absolutely played a football game. These are facts. Uh, UT Martin played better. That's, that's, those are also I, facts. I, I'm <laughs> glad Tennessee State did not show up with baseball bats. Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm afraid that we may have lost Bug. But we do... Get a chance here more. to look at the rivalry matchups that we haven't talked about just yet. Starting off with the State Fair Classic. Also in the Dallas area, this one at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Grambling State versus Prairie View A&M. I got to watch the first half of this, and I was looking very confident in my Prairie View A&M pick. And then Grambling just kind of took over. There are, in fact, two halves to football. That is crazy. Never heard that before. I know. But I can confirm after watching the first half of this one <laughs> that I was wrong to turn it off after one half because there are two yep. halves. There are two and halves for football. It really impacted the result here. <laughs> God, I love us sometimes. It wasn't even like Prairie View was winning. It was just this was a really great game for one half. And then Grambling just came out and... 35 to 20 is what it is. I took a shot. I can live with it. What was it? I took a shot that Hugh Jackson was uh, not a good football coach. I was hoping you said whiskey. No, no, no. I don't know. You say say Hugh Jackson's not a good football coach. Matt Eberflus is coming for that crown. That's a different discussion. Oof. (laughs) That was atrocious. Uh, on Sunday, but we're talking about college football here. So keeping us rolling, South Carolina at Tennessee. Tennessee is another one of those teams that are ranked towards the bottom of the top 25 just because they're in the SEC, and they they played like it. But also, South Carolina is not good this year. Yeah, so they, handled, they handled their business. Uh, it's unfortunate. I was hoping Spencer Rattler could do something awesome. And you know, <laughs> he, he, he was Spencer Rattler. And he's playing for South Carolina. So. Is what it is. (laughs) Next up, the battle for the Golden Horseshoe. 
UC Davis at Cal Poly. UC Davis does take this one as we all predicted. 31 to 13. Cal like Poly it. is uh surprisingly to me, they're two and three. My prediction for the rest of the season, they may win one more. It's about where I'm at with Cal Poly. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds brutal, but it is the big sky, and there yep. are some good teams in the big sky. Like Idaho. Uh, like Idaho and Montana State, and maybe that's it, actually. <laughs> Who knows? So, <laughs> next up, uh, Alabama-Mississippi State, which is barely a rivalry game. Like, the announcers didn't even recognize it as a rivalry game. Uh, but, you know, it Mississippi State thinks that it is. So, it's here, and... <laughs> We all made predictions for it. Uh, 40 to 17 is your final score here. Alabama winning this one handily, never in doubt. Nothing else to say there. Understandable. There, there right really I mean, it, what, yeah, what do you want us to say? Alabama's been. I don't know. Like and, 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 and here's the thing if, like, people talk, like, Bedlam's the most one sided rivalry, but it always has hype. And part of that's because it's two schools in the same state. If Auburn, Alabama was this one-sided, it would still have all the hype. The Iron Bowl would still be the Iron Bowl because it is two teams in the same state. But Alabama and Mississippi State, like, who cares? Mississippi State fans, apparently. Apparently. That's about it. (laughs) Maybe not after this year. No, they still will. They, they they'll still take the Cowboys off their girlfriends' necks and take them to the game with them. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. But I got some games to talk about this week. What do you all say to that? We got surprise. Very fun. Very fun. Good times ahead. <laughs> surprise. Is this my worst slide. Another ranked SEC team losing to an unranked SEC team. Who would have thunk it? Uh, apparently, we, Kentucky's a football school now because they have a I'd massive home field advantage. And Florida was not ready for them at all, getting absolutely dominated here. All the issues that we saw with Florida early in the year that we thought, oh, maybe they figured it out, it's probably just because they're playing shitty opponents. Kentucky dominated this one. Uh, here's a really fun stat for this game. Going into this week, Florida had only allowed 329 rushing yards in the previous four games. Like, that's a good stat. Uh 328 rushing yards allowed. Then in this game against Kentucky, they let up 329. So Kentucky dominated. And also a very nice stat. Kentucky won this game 33 to 14, only passing for 69 yards. Nice. Nice. The nicest of stats. The nicest physical domination I've ever heard of. There's no disagreement there. Like, <laughs> just so many ways to take that, and all of them are correct. There's only one way to take that, <laughs> so to speak. Next up, I had VMI at Mercer because we do love senior military academies so much on this show. And I really thought VMI would have a little bit more than what they had. They've Why? surprised us in a lot of ways this year, and Mercer has struggled in a lot of different ways this year. I wonder if this is going to be a get-right game for the Bears here. They win this one 38-3. I mean, just this is the Mercer team I think everybody was kind of expecting this year. It finally came out 
yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see how the rest of the season goes for him. If this is going to be something they're going to be able to build off of. The SoCon may be the deepest conference in the FCS this year. That is a real possibility. I think so. I, I'm 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 here for it. I, I do think this is a get right game. I'm not surprised to have VMI. The one surprise I had for VMI this year was the fact that they beat Davidson twelve to seven. You are literally here for it, by the way, because you're in Alabama right now, which is SoCon territory. So that's cool. You're literally there for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I actually am. <laughs> 100% here for it, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then your one Facts. good game of the week, Bug. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. I would agree. So excited about this one. Look, this was, as much as last week was kind of a get-right game for Memphis after that abysmal showing against Navy, they still lost to Missouri. And I can't imagine where they would be ranked if they had won that game and then gone and done this to Boise State. There's absolutely still some issues with that defense as they gave up, what, 14 points in the last, like, five minutes of the game? It was uh, it was a little ugly there. Yeah, but, so 17 to nothing Boise State to open things up. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say. And it was that, 15 points. Boise State did get a two-point conversion there to make it a three-point game. But ultimately, the Tigers were able to take care of business and take home the win here in their first ever matchup with Boise State. This was a huge win for them. And again, this is this is their last non-conference game of the year before they take on this conference slate here. They are looking like the top of the conference, frankly. Tulane has not been as good as I think people expected them to be. And with the departures of Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, it's pretty much – Tulane and Memphis at the top, and right now I do think Memphis is the better team. No, I I know Rice is going to come out and win the conference, though. They fucking might. Hold on, (laughs) shit. (laughs) And and I agree with everything you said. I thought Boise State, uh, on the other hand, was going to be sitting at the top of the Mountain West. It's looking like that is not going to be the case. Uh, I think the the top of the Mountain West is starting to separate itself, but Memphis is definitely in that position in the American. Uh, man, put them against Tulane next week. I don't know which way I'm going, so I'm going to be real mad if you tell me they're playing Tulane next week. But um, we'll see. I'm, I'm they excited. Do. They play Tulane you... on Friday. Oh, or my they have, God. They have this week off, and they play Tulane, Tulane on Friday the 13th at home. Oh, God. I don't that like that. gorgeous. I don't Friday like 13th that. football um, game. Because I don't like it so much. Can I lay claim to that for one of my games, or is that a rivalry? It's not a rivalry. All right. But I'll tell you what is. Saturday, October 21st, the Battle of the Bones is back, baby. That beautiful, beautiful bronze rack of ribs. I can't wait. Wait, that weekend we get to pick both of our teams in a rivalry game? Air Force plays Navy on the 21st. There you go. The 21st, October 21st, let's just let's get it out here. This is a couple weeks in advance, but that's shaping up to be a fantastic week of college it football. It really is. It really is. Hey, week five was good, too, and we're still reviewing it. So let's get back to business. <laughs> you asked, Tug, if that was your worst slide, and I said no because it was tied for your worst slide oh, okay. with this one. So fuck you. <laughs> but we are starting hey, off with a right. win for all three of us. In a one-score game against South Alabama, which worked out a lot like how I thought it might, but also didn't have the faith to call it exactly like this, JMU scored all of their touchdowns 
except for there was a there was a there was a field goal in there, but all of their touchdowns. So what I said originally, yeah, uh, on forty plus yard plays, like they lived by the explosive, crazy, explosive. It's crazy game. Uh, and then South Alabama had these plodding, methodical drives, and just couldn't keep up with the forty plus yard plays of JMU. So this is very much the case of a solid, solid football team in South Alabama just not being talented enough, fast enough to keep up with some teams who can just blow up. Uh, That has happened a couple of times now already this season. It is unfortunate to see for the Jaguars, but it is also incredible to see for JMU, who is undefeated this season is what like 13 and three now as a member of the FBS. Uh, like they are legitimately really good. Let so, them play in the postseason. Let them play in the postseason. It's not going to happen. Unfortunately, I can still want it. Uh, but this was a, a really good game that South Alabama really was in all the way to the end came down to, just a last-second interception that JMU was able to hold off the Jaguars uh, all the way to the wire, a close one here. But we all did pick JMU. So that's your only win on this slide, though, So I'll take it. Don't you forget I'll take it. it. Because the next game was a barn burner in the beer can in Iowa. Uh, ranked Youngstown State heads to a two-loss Northern Iowa team, and that never works out well for Missouri Valley schools when they have nope. to play a two and two UNI in the in the in at the UNI. Uh, I talked some shit about the Panthers and Theo Day not be able to produce this year so far. He turns around and puts together an offensive player of the week performance in the FCS, and uh, they win forty four to forty one. On some crazy fourth quarter shenanigans, like four touchdowns scored in the last five minutes of this game. Love it. It was it was incredible. So I was at uh, Drake against Moorhead State. And while I was at that game, it was also a good game, by the way. But I was watching other football because that's what I do. And so I turned on. You may or may not have gone to a christening and watched football while at a christening. I can confirm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I was watching Yosan State, you and I, (laughs) on my phone while at another great game. And I got to watch the entire fourth quarter of this game. And holy shit, this was one of the most fun fourth quarters I've seen in my life. (laughs) And I was upset, but also... Just happy to be seeing a great game. You and I, it does you and I things, and Buggy called it. You, you and I is a tough one to predict, especially when it's at you and I. That's dangerous. That's just how that's how you and I does. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then my last game of the week, Coastal Carolina at Georgia Southern. Uh, I was able to call this one. Georgia Southern is the more physical team right now the more commanding team right now. But, oh, my gosh, Coastal Carolina had a couple of really good chances to win all the way down deep into the fourth quarter. 
and just kept giving those chances away. Not literal giveaways, but I mean, like, they just couldn't execute in critical, critical situations down the stretch. This ended up being a two-score game. It felt like a one-point game. Like, it was it was just a physical confrontation the entire way. And Georgia Southern was able to pull it out mostly off the backs of an incredible second quarter with, I mean, Coastal Carolina just couldn't keep up. That's the I, effects of what Tim Beck has done to this offense. It is brutal. Coastal Carolina did finally look a lot better better this week than they had but it, yeah. it still it just was not enough to keep up with georgia southern on their what is turning out to be a storybook season for them not only that but this was an attendance record for georgia southern they are really getting noticed by their yep. fans as well it's good to see uh very happy for clay helton and i want to make the case that i had three really good games this week I was I was thinking about it. I I think he might hit that range. Doug, I think you're getting our first two point week because I'm not going to match so. it. I appreciate it, fellas. This was a very fun week of football. <laughs> and, uh, I'm I'm lucky to have nailed three really exciting games. All right, before we before we time. end yours, I I do want to say I did originally pick. Sam Houston or Jacksonville State at Sam Houston State. That was a really good game. We didn't we didn't abide we didn't keep it on the the show because it was on Thursday, but that was also a fantastic game. I think you're probably going to talk about it later, but I need to shout that out as the transition to my slide. So instead, as opposed to that overtime game, I took the world's ugliest Maction overtime game, Buffalo at Akron. Uh, and I pulled this one out, and it is worth noting, uh, in my opinion, the only reason Buffalo was able to hang in this game is Akron's quarterback did go down with an injury early in the game. I think in the end of the first half, and Akron wasn't able to do anything the rest of the game. Now, Buffalo really also wasn't themselves. I mean, I still this make is, the argument this is Buffalo being themselves. Yeah. They, <laughs> This, He's got a point. I'm, I'm going to make the <laughs> argument here that this is a good game based on the fact that this is grade A match and it's the best you can hope for. Down and dirty fighting. You got to love it. Look, it's not good, but I'm not giving you a negative for an overtime game. So <laughs> just take it and accept what it is. Yeah, it no, is what it is. This game was gross. I, hey, I just didn't want the negative point. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Um, yeah, no, that game was disgusting. Uh, URI, Bryant traveling uh, all the way across the state to uh, URI. Um, Took down the streets. <laughs> to the second floor of the sex dungeon. Hey, there's at least two streets you have to take to get there, okay? They walked out of their locker room, got on the bus, got off the bus on the other side, and walked <laughs> into the locker room. Either way, this is a an in-state matchup. I love it for no reason. I feel like this is a rivalry in the making in the CAA uh, when Bryant comes over. Uh, I mean, you've got these that are 100 miles of hate. This is like 20 miles of mild discomfort. Um, 20 yards of discomfort. <laughs> so I like it here. The Rams pulled it out. Decent game. Bryant put up a little bit more of a fight than I, I honestly expected. 
Uh, but URI's offense got themselves right and and proceeded forward. Yeah, uh, Bryant is not good. No, no, not at all. Hard hitting analysis uh, here at BDT Football. You it know who else is not good? Thirty seven point six miles from Bryant to Rhode Island. Ooh, which is way for like I didn't think Rhode Island was that big. Legitimately, I, I didn't think. Like, not even this is not even a bit here. I didn't think Rhode Island was that big. It's forty-five north to south, thirty east to west. That doesn't sound. Oh, it's like opposite right. corners, basically, right? Rhode Island. No, it's Brian is Brian is pretty much dead north center. of Rhode Island. Yeah, man. All right, that's that actually is legitimately surprising. All right, uh, yeah, so, like that that bit bit aside, that was yeah. that was quite surprising. Wow. All right, so so no lie here. Uh, you said Bryant's not a good football team. Well, San Diego State this year is also not a good football team. The whole uh, is happening. I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried in the first quarter when San Diego State went on a 16-play, nine-minute drive, and I went, oh, my God, they're giving us our own treatment. They know they're not as good, so they're going to control the ball, and that's going to be the end of this, and we're not going to – oh, God, oh, God. Uh yeah, Air Force then said, yeah, fuck that, and started making plays. Uh, they passed the ball more than Auburn, um, at least with more pass yards, uh, 136. Uh, still over 300 on the ground, as we do. Uh, but Air Force handedly uh, dealt with San Diego State at home. Uh, final score is 49-10. to 10, uh, And frankly, it's, it's a rare sight anytime Air Force puts up 49 points. I love it. I just can't wait to have more Air Force games where we all pick Air Force just so we can get that beautiful blue Falcon up on the screen for once. (laughs) I'm going to pick Air Force every time I see them just so it has the possibility of happening. Me too, because I know Tug won't pick against them. But also, that might mean... Wait, are you telling me as opposed to the skunk, you're going to put like a blue Falcon on the screen? Yes, the mascot. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Watch Air Force go undefeated, thirteen and zero, potato bowl champs, and then <laughs> we just we never get the Blue Falcon. <laughs> it uh, oh man! All right, so this is how things are shaping up so far. After this week's results are included, uh, oh, you and I are tied points. now. I I revoke my giving yeah. you two points earlier. Uh, you you can't. Only get one it's, already, it's already been said. <laughs> it's already been said. Uh, we are now tied. But also, this was like one of my greatest weeks of all time, and we're tied. So and I'm, it was one of my greatest weeks of all time. And this is pretty standard for me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Bug, yeah. I'm sitting around 50%. We're pretty good. Yeah. Yep. It's about right. It's what he does. It's what he does. He's going to unleash hell come bowl season. And bowl, come bowl season. I just hope I'm close enough. I think that was your goal here with you know having all these – how we're doing this show now is you wanted to get as big of a lead as possible knowing that I would go 500 to where I can't possibly catch you when I outperform you in bowl season. That was the goal. It's not going to work <laughs> because I'm going to go over in bowl season. You're going to be perfect. This is how it goes. Like, Man, if, I, if I am perfect – here, so if I am perfect during bowl season, you it's win gonna be a really bad. It's going to be a really bad time for me to be in Vegas. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> or a really I good okay time. With that. If, I, if I'm perfect, it's going to be a really good time. Right. Exactly. Here it is. 
<laughs> but we do have uh, a tie at the top, which is not good enough. I'm not okay with this. Tug, you need to slow your roll. No, you need to eventually. slow your roll. No, I need to speed up my roll. But wait, there's more. Oh, there's more indeed. There were some phenomenal other games this weekend. Of course, starting off with that one that Tug already mentioned. Overtime game on Thursday night. Jacksonville State pulls it out against Sam Houston. Yeah, uh, the Bearcats looked good for the first half. But as Tug has already informed us earlier this episode, there are two halves to a football (laughs) game. And in this game, there were three halves. So Jacksonville State ended up winning. That's what overtime is, right? I can't, argue, I can't argue with this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do have to talk about USC at Colorado. I know everybody in the world's been talking about this game, but Caleb Williams did throw six touchdowns, one interception, and is the only reason that USC has any chance of winning any football games this year, which is kind of insane. This have, defense sucks ass. I was going to say, have I said enough that I have massive concerns about USC's defense? No, I knew not. they were going to win this game, but man, that is still closer than I expected Colorado to keep it. And I know Colorado didn't really come back until the fourth quarter, but you can't let teams like that hang around. It is very possible that USC is uh, the fourth best team in their conference this season. Yes. <laughs> and fifth oh, best if uh, Cam Rising ever actually comes back. Facts. <laughs> the. Those are facts, undisputed facts. Uh, a couple of one-point games here: Utah State at UConn. Dear uh, God, the Aggies Utah State end up sucks winning so this fucking one. bad. You know who else sucks really bad is UConn. <laughs> After going to a bowl game last year, they're now zero and five. Brutal. Back we, to reality. We made, our, we, we made our bowl game, guys. We're good for the next decade. Just like, uh, just like <laughs> Illinois with Lovey Smith. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, App State and Louisiana Monroe, of course, had a great game because that's all Appalachian State knows how to do is either win by one point or lose by three touchdowns. And this one, they won by one point. Good. So it was was a good time for everyone involved. You know who's Uh, not having a good time? Former or, you know, national championship runner-up last year, TCU. You know who's having a great time this year that I did not expect? West Virginia. Nobody expected. Yeah. Yeah. It is a fact of life for the Mountaineers right now. They so desperately want to move on from Neil Brown, but he refuses <laughs> to lose enough games to justify letting this him go. This is my life with Troy Calhoun. <laughs> and yet, when you talk about it with West Virginia, you say it's a good thing. No, Evaluate. it's not. I'm sh- no, I'm saying this is just a better year, and they're having a good time. Another one-point game here, Baylor at UCF. Uh, 36-35 is your final score with Baylor winning this one, but it was also, have to consider this, a 26 to nothing fourth quarter in favor of Baylor. Uh, what the actual fuck? <laughs> this was 35 oh, to 10. UCF going into the fourth quarter. So, so what Baylor won. What this screams to me is UCF pulled its starters in the fourth quarter, like we got this in the bag. This is all it. And then their coach forgot that he could put them back in. 
the yeah, two's got not this. What coach. happened? Uh, what happened was the starters for UCF forgot that they were the starters. Oh, okay, and decided to stop starting. That's <laughs> John Reese Plumley is just you know he's not everything that they want him to be. Apparently, God, he can't play defense too. He'll play baseball, but he can't play defense. What a what a selfish prick. <laughs> Another great Maction game in the Glass Bowl. Toledo pulls out a two-point win against Northern Illinois. Never know who's going to win the MAC any given year. Northern Illinois might still come out and win this whole thing. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you never know what Northern Illinois is going to do either, which is a bigger problem. But Toledo kind of looks like the team to beat so far to me, uh, which shouldn't be too much of a surprise. I mean, they did win last year. Like, they are good. We do know this. Yep. As far as MAC teams go. Uh, and then one more here, Virginia at Boston College. Another insane comeback win on this slide. Uh, Virginia was up, I believe, it was 24-10. to 10. Boston College comes back to win this on a last-second field goal, 27-24. to 24. Boston College gave them hope. That is brutal. Uh, this is exactly what happened. Not the exact same score, but very similar story. What happened with uh, James Madison? Because the Dukes also gave the Cavaliers hope and then ripped their hearts out. Wow. So Virginia is just having a brutal time. Hate to see it for them. Also, uh, Boston College just doing Boston College things. I think that's what we can say about this. If you hit the next slide here. That, that's uh, about right, yeah. Oh, no. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. <laughs> God damn it, Boston. That's the whole fucking clip? Yeah. There, there's not. <laughs> you get no good dudes. <laughs> just guys being dudes. We're just What's some guys being dudes guys right being now. Dudes. That is Boston College. (laughs) Gotta love it. Uh, A couple of great FCS matchups, of course, to talk about here as well. All of these uh, are ranked upsets, except for one. But we'll get there. Uh, Number two, number five, number six, number eight, number 14, number 15, and number 16, all lost to unranked opponents. Uh, or at least had one possession games with them. Uh, I know NC Central did win by one point in overtime. That is not winning. You're playing Campbell. You got to play better than that. I know Sacramento State had a last-second interception against Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona's one and four. The fuck are you doing, Sacramento State? Get your head I, out of your ass. Oh, my gosh, dude. This was I got an a question. insane week in the FCS. Yeah. What's your question? I assume it's a typo. I assume it's a typo. How did Townsend beat New Hampshire by 33 points in overtime? <laughs> I'm assuming so that's, that's supposed to be a 24. That's a 54-51. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I just knew that Jesus. 54-21 was not correct. <laughs> Somebody was using 10 key when they were typing this in. That would be yours truly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Coyotes beat 
North Dakota State, 24-19, as we already alluded to earlier in the episode. South Dakota South owns North Dakota in football facts. this year. William and Mary, ranked in the top five, uh, gets the shit kicked out of them by the Phoenix. The Muskrats? Elon. The Phoenix. Muskrats? The, the Phoenix. Muskrats? The, the Phoenix. The, mus- the Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, the Muskrats. The Phoenix. Holy Cross had, <laughs> <laughs> had a home game against an Ivy League school and got their teeth kicked in. 38-28, the Harvard Crimson beat the piss out of the Crusaders. Uh, just like in real life history, the Crusaders cannot actually win the real deal. Uh, <laughs> I approve. <laughs> and Harvard looks legitimately good this season. Uh, Thor Griffith on that defensive line. Very exciting stuff. Uh, his, his name's Thor as well, which is also phenomenal. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we already talked about Sacramento State took a last-second interception to beat Northern Arizona. Uh, North Carolina Central won by a singular point against Campbell in overtime. Uh, Towson did beat New Hampshire 54-51 in <laughs> overtime. Uh, and Villanova ranked at number 16 after beating Rhode Island in a, an upset that we didn't call when we picked our ranked versus ranked matchups. Uh, gets whooped I by know. Albany. Well, we, meaning more than one of us, didn't call it. <laughs> Good for you, Bug. But uh, Albany whooped on Villanova, thirty-one to ten. And there's one thing I realized this year: it's you don't bet against Albany unless they're playing like a real big name program. But like for now, yeah. And then they lost last week. We all went in on we all, we went all in on Albany, and they fucked us. So it's like, no, what, what are you gonna win? do? I thought they won. Did they win last, last week? week? Oh yeah, yeah. No. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm there are two losses this season are to FBS opponents, and uh, they're looking pretty darn, pretty darn good. Great names may end up being the only team standing out of the CAA when all things are said and done. That's what I'm learning is the CAA is beating up on each other worse than the Pac-12 normally does. That is, uh, and the Pac-12 is about to start. the The cannibalization has started to begin. The Tupac. And then one unranked matchup on here, Tarleton State at Southeastern Louisiana. Tarleton State winning this game puts Southeastern Louisiana at 0-5 on the season. We were pretty high on them in the previews. I am not anymore. Here's the the thing. Uh, they, They had Cole Kelly last year. And they, they do not have anymore this year. <laughs> and it is and amazing really how much he them. was. Yeah, how much he was that offense. So I'm looking at next week for Southeastern Louisiana. See Incarnate Word on the schedule. Uh, a top ten Incarnate Word team. That sucks for Southeastern Louisiana. And then uh, maybe, maybe they can beat Houston Christian. I kind of doubt it at this point. Houston Christians looked actually pretty decent at stretches. Uh, probably beat Nichols. Not like Nichols is any good, but also Southeastern Louisiana isn't that good right now. So who knows? 
This yeah. might be a real fight to get to like four or five wins on, on the season at this point for the Lions, which is oh, the exact brutal. opposite of how we thought the season was going to go. So this a wild one. And Tarleton State is on the very razor's edge of getting into the top 25 themselves at four and one now. Nice. Let's go Tarleton. <laughs> All right. To say. I know. Two prospects to look out for in the upcoming NFL draft. One offense, one defense, as I do. Isaiah Davis, running back for South Dakota State, uh, doubled his stats on the season, <laughs> which is basically what I said was going to happen when they had a real test here against North Dakota. Uh, yeah, like literally doubled his rushing yards on the season. He had two touchdowns heading into this week, added three in this game. So when it comes down to like uh, an actual opponent and they need to you know, actually stretch out a lead, they hand the ball to Isaiah Davis and just let him run wild. Over eight yards per carry at 6'1", 220 pounds, kind of terrifying. Facts. That is that is, uh, that is really good. <laughs> Facts. So I'm expecting to see a pretty heavy dose of Isaiah Davis as we get deeper and deeper into the Missouri Valley schedule and get in the playoffs. It is hard to stop a team who can run the ball this effectively. That's just yeah, that's how it goes. And at this point, South Dakota State has a really good recent history of running backs going in late in the draft into the NFL. Looking at you, Pierre Strong. Yep. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Davis is definitely next up on that list. And on the defensive side of the ball, I had McKinley Jackson as the player to watch. And if you were able to catch any of the he Southwest Classic. Got busy. Uh, yeah. You will you will recognize this name. <laughs> uh, added two tackles for loss. Half a sack. Uh, also doubled Ooh, his total tackles in this game as a pure nose tackle. Pretty impressive. Uh, Texas A&M has had seven sacks in this game. God and damn. Yes, McKinley Jackson only at half of one. Uh, but I will say that he directly impacted three others, I know for sure. And was able to eat up like three, four blockers at a time on some plays and let up some tackles for loss to the defensive ends. Uh, that is the strength of a McKinley Jackson at your nose tackle position. He only saw the field when Texas A&M was running three defensive linemen. He is a pure nose guard, which is why it's going to be tough for him to get drafted very high. You need a specific scheme and a specific use case for a guy like McKinley Jackson. However, if you run a 3-4 as your base defense, there is a very strong case McKinley Jackson can be in your two-deep rotation at nose guard right away. I'm going to caveat and say there's one more defensive formation that is becoming more and more popular that he fits in, and that's going to be the 3-3-5. The 3-3-5 yeah. base nickel, he will fit in with very well. Uh and that is becoming a more popular base defense as opposed to the traditional four three and three four. So this it bodes well for him. There are two systems. It's not a singular system. It is a three down lineman concept 
that he will fit into. But I think you're right. He is very limited in where he can go from there. He is your Albert Hainsworth type player uh, of this generation. They literally did not play him a single down when there were four defensive linemen. Yeah. So it is very much a pure, pure nose guard. He's he's uh, pushing Vince Wilfork status too. There you go. They're they're the two yeah. true nose guard no, nose tackles. I love it. It was also really impressive to me how strong he was at the point of attack and really legitimately knocking over the center on most plays. At some point, you have to chalk that up to Arkansas just really not having a good offensive line. <laughs> so it might be yeah. part of the case too. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to put all my stock into one game against a a banged up offensive unit. However, it certainly looks like McKinley Jackson could very easily find a role in the league as a late round selection. That's my analysis of McKinley Jackson so, for you. So I just looked something up. Uh, my comparison to Vince Wilfork is apparently spot on, as Vince Wilfork's playing height was six foot two, and his playing weight was three twenty five. That is pretty cool. Uh, what is not the case in that comparison, Vince Wilfork was not man enough to pull off a single digit number. <laughs> he wasn't allowed He's to at the time. Guy. The NFL didn't let him. But college did, and he didn't do it. Uh, well, <laughs> And almost every defensive lineman for Texas A&M does that, which did lessen it for me. Uh, I saw a number four, a number five, a number zero, a number three, and a number two on the defensive line. Uh, number one was a defensive back and a wide receiver. So that's – And not the kicker or punter like you normally always see number one. No, the kicker's like 99, isn't he? In college, yeah, for some reason. It's weird. It's very it's weird. glorious. I forgot to mention this, and I can't – well, I can't believe I did. So <clears throat> with the Memphis game, I just happened to wake up and found out it didn't have work. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch the rest of this game. Uh, they were honoring D'Angelo Williams, who's being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame this year. And wouldn't you know it, Blake Watson has another career performance in a big game. It was uh, it was a great weekend in Memphis. I, I wish I was there. I love it. I love it. It's definitely so I, I had said earlier that I think the top two teams in the Mountain West are breaking off. Uh, to me, you guys can agree or disagree. I really do believe that's going to be Air Force and Fresno State with Fresno State taking the lead there. Do you guys have any any debates on that? That Or is it those two and everybody else at this point? Wyoming's in the conversation. They, got, they have to be in the conversation. But Yeah, this week's a huge test for Fresno State at Wyoming. Also, not wanting to discount Boise State in that conversation for the Mountain West. I know they have lost a they, couple of non-conference games, but damn, they're tough in the Mountain West. They have, every year. they have had the most impressive non-conference schedule of, I think, any team in the country this year. No, that's fair. Air Force is two of those teams. We don't play Fresno State, but we do have Wyoming and Boise State. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be bad. Hmm. Uh. I am very much pissed that my uh, Maryland is not ranked. Talia Tungabailoa is finally looking very good, and Maryland is 5-0 and for the first time since 2001. And they're not ranked because 3-2 and LSU needs to be in the top 25 for some reason. 
That's, that's where I we're wonder. At. And then you had at number ten SIU handling business against South or not Southeast Missouri State, but Missouri State. I'm curious the last time they started a season four and zero because it'd been since 2014. I want to say that they went three and zero, four and zero. That's even better for the dogs. If they can hold on and take care of business next two weeks, uh, we're looking at a top five matchup in Carbondale oh, yeah. against the Jackrabbits on the twenty first. Are you Ooh. going? Are That's you going? And I'm not talking to you, Doug. I'm talking to Bug. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I definitely want to. We'll see. I don't know. You all Just of your all issues have been resolved. Yeah. We're... <laughs> tell tell Morgan Doug will read her a bedtime story and soul done. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> Uh, but to close us out, tell I me I'm wrong. Say, <laughs> close us out. I just want to say one thing: uh, if it jiggles when she walks, then I listen when she talks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have some links for us. They will be li- linked in the description below. Uh, but I will read them here because I like everyone. Uh, maybe dug a little bit less right now. Uh, <laughs> We have patreon.com slash btfootball, x.com slash btfootball, facebook.com slash btfootball, instagram.com slash bt underscore football, bdtfootball.com, mailbox at btfootball.com, youtube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches. Both of those are all one word, no spaces, no caps. And the Discord will, as always, be linked. Bug, I need your I need your dad joke. Read if the Discord, you, s- you coward. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you see a crime at the Apple store, what does that make you? Not a doctor. Not a witness. I ain't no snitch. An eyewitness. Uh, no. All right. All right, ladies Latin. and gentlemen. I saw nothing, and that is all the time we have in the show today. <laughs> Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, if you can't win a game, if you can't win a trade.